You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Yo, uh, what is growing on, everybody? Actually, it's not what's growing on. It's this week in cannabis. You there, Scatty? Yo, what is growing on this week in cannabis? I guess we'll oh, put them all, all together. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, don't know, dude, grow show this week in cannabis today. We got a little bit of everything. We're going to cover some news here, uh, a couple grow tips, and then we got a grower sit in with Ray, Ray from the Bay, man, out in San Fran, I believe. And uh, yeah going to talk a little bit of TLO, organic growing with him. So it's, it's really an episode just speckled with everything. News, grow talk, and uh, yeah, what else What else can I tell you? Um, you ready to roll with this, Scotty? Scotty said he was, he was just a little tired before we got rolling today. We've been, he's been working hard on this new website, so got to... Oh man, dude, that website will freaking steal your soul, man. It's just so much little tedious crap. Oh yeah, man. oh yeah. That's why I'm not the webmaster and never will be. I am the grow master, my friend. That's what I'll try and be, <laughs> the grow master. I said try because it's oh, never love it. fully perfected, but... I know, there's some stiff competition out there, man. You know how I like to say, it's not a competition, it's cooperation. Well, give y'all an early heads up on a super sale, man. Uh, as far as today, primetime support, I'm going to throw it out uh, to you. Colorado listeners, Way to Grow has a lighted up sale coming in June here, I believe. Uh, they're going to have great deals. 1,000 watt Hortolux HPS, $59.00. Uh, 600 watt, which they threw into this sale, is $69 for the HPS Hortolux. And then they got the Blues, man, my favorite vegetative growth bulb. I just threw my mammoth from the Bank Genetics about a week and a half ago under that 1,000 watt Horty Blue. And she is loving life. Like, man, going from the T5 into there has been rocking. So you can get those Blues, the 1,000 watt Blue. One twenty nine ninety nine or the six hundred watt blue eighty nine ninety nine. So now's the time, even if you don't need a bulb, to stock up on a few at any other seven stores. And while you're in there, of course, use Dude Grows account. That's a great way to support the show and support the people that believe in us. So For if you're real. not a Colorado grower, man, go pick up some recharge, man. Hook it up wherever you want. Realgrowers.com. Just yell recharge at your phone go over to amazon getting around on the web another great way to keep the show rolling and uh if you don't know much about it go to realgrowers.com or just listen to the podcast man talk about it all the time so great product the reels brought over to you but let's get into uh let's get into some of the news here man let's get into some of the news uh before we do before we do though let's uh yeah let me play one parody because it's, it's our listener tony um, it sent an email and you can email over at dude grows at gmail anything you want guys try to get to all of them he said with all the song parodies how long before we weird Al Yankovic does a sit in on Mark on, on making a song parodies so <laughs> we gotta get weird weird Al, 
He better smoke some goddamn weed, man. Yeah, I don't man. know. I don't think he's... I know our boy Eli Braden is a, is legit out there. Yeah, man. I don't think Weird so. Al would have too much on uh, Eli, but uh, I don't even know. Is he still around? Weird Al's cutting albums, hanging out? I haven't heard much about him. I swear to God, I seen Weird Al Yankovic on some cover of a magazine last week when I was buying groceries. So yeah, he's still around. He looks weird as ever. All man. right, well, let's cut into a quick parody before the news then. Just, just for you, Tony, and we'll be right back with some news guys growers sent in. A few grow tips, man. Take it easy. We'll be back in a minute. All right, come on. Come on. This thing right here, yeah, tell me about it, is letting all the people know, ooh, what's that? What burnouts talk about? Yeah, what do they talk about, baby? You know, they're chronic. <laughs> Check it out. Ooh, that bug's so scandalous. You hit it too hard, you can't handle this. So you're smoking that thing, then you pass it to us. With that look in your eyes so devious. Uh, you inhale with all you got. Suck it down hard till you see and dots And your body's on the ground but your mind is not Cause you live in la vida smoka Now you high as a kite, kite, kite Been talking all night, night, night All night long, all night long Let me hit that bomb Baby That bong, 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 bong I like to roll a blunt, ooh And smoke it in a 5-2 But best of all Is that bong, 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 bong you know you love that cannabis So pull up a chair and come smoke with us They call me Crisco, I get baked so much I like to hotbox my tour bus Uh, puff up, give till it's 420 This stuff ain't cheap, I need more money But when I buy that green, I got the best they got Cause I'm living la vida smoker Now I'm high as a kite, kite, kite I've been talking all night, night, night All night long, all night long. Let me hit that phone Baby that bong, ba bong, bong, bong. I like to roll a blunt, ooh, and smoke it in a pipe too. But best of all is that bong, ba bong, bong, bong. <laughs> all right, all right, I can handle that any day, any day. So we got news here. Uh, I wanted to cover a little bit on this this first one here. Bobby Jindal says he'll sign medical marijuana and pot penalties legislation. Well, I didn't get in too much. Uh, hold on. Well, you know, six different add-ons and ten different things try to load. Man, I <laughs> just hate, clicked hate it myself, web. man. It's ridiculous. Jeez, it's like I feel bad. I have an okay internet connection, but for people that, you know, don't have a great internet connection, they, they got the web's just running like they think you got the best damn connection on earth. So anyway, and then I had those questions pop up that have nothing to do with you. Damn, I got man, the news I'm putting here. ads on our site. You know, I'm putting a little side banner for our, you know, our supporters and whatnot. And goddamn, this shit's annoying here, man. You got to tell us if our shit gets all annoying, man. Yes, just give us a tell, and uh, we'll unannoy it. Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, Bobby Bobby Jindal. Um, I, I didn't really cover too much of the medical aspect of the story. Who was governor of Louisiana? Is that right? I believe so. Governor Bobby, Bobby Jindal down there in Louisiana. Deal. Uh, so he said he plans to sign legisl legislation that would change the state's medical marijuana laws and soften penalties for marijuana offenders. This is what I don't like. I don't like when I read soften penalties for marijuana offenders uh, because it's like I don't want them softened. I want them eliminated, man. Yeah, that sounds like he just got a report that said uh, probation makes more money than jail. Uh yeah, the the problem is he, they're trying to reduce the tough sentences judges are allowed to hand down for repeat marijuana offenses. 
um, and they're going to reduce a second marijuana offense from a felony to a misdemeanor. Oh, well, thank you so much. How about you reduce it to nothing? That's where I don't like people like reporting this as good news. It's not good news. It's good news would be, you know, Governor Bobby Jindal says you can grow as much weed as you want and carry it around in a backpack everywhere. But that ain't you know? going to happen. <laughs> but would be, what would be the good news is what we just saw when we did the Colorado news where it goes, hey, marijuana arrests are down. You know, bottom line, marijuana arrests are down. It's been decriminalized, meaning that the cops aren't out knocking doors down to uh, to arrest people for enjoying cannabis or using cannabis medicinally. So it's kind of a, a lot different when they're just really, I mean, these lawyers are still getting paid here. The lawmakers are, you know, I don't, I don't know how to say it without being vulgar. So they're all scratching each other's backs, we'll say. And, uh, yeah, man, the world keeps going. And, uh, and I guess, you know, a medical mar- a mar- marijuana user or even, you know, probably even dealers, I would imagine. Okay, so their sentences, in- instead of getting years in jail, they're getting years on probation, which they'll probably violate for smoking marijuana and go to jail anyway after they give the probation office a few hundred dollars. So, you know, yeah, good news, man, more good news. Well, let's kick it over to Colorado here, where I can tell you this is good news. This is the first 420 hotel, man. Open up here down downtown Denver. Some yeah, this thing looks are, nice. I saw this, man. Yeah, it's all good at the Native Hotel. Smoke, vape, and edibles all out on the balcony. Kick it, man. This was opened by some people in the the, the industry. Um, one of the partners, Richmond uh, Meyer. He's he's from over from Keith Cola. And what's really cool, man, when you look at this hotel, I looked at some of the pictures. It is dope, man. They got, like, art all over. They got the living, growing walls. Oh, yeah, uh, 20 th- different kinds of soda pop, man. I like it. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, if you're smart about it, you can you can probably, you know, pull off smoking in your room. But it, it would be annoying if you're really having a few friends hanging out to have the, the smoke alarm go off. So um, oh, I love man. it that the – Hey, I went, to, I went to a hotel one time. And then we got caught from uh, from the whatever, you know, the maid was like, that room smells like weed. Don't give them the security back. And the, the person she reported it to silently goes, yeah, I know. I sold them the weed. <laughs> it was awesome, man. I love the uh, cafe. Theirs will serve coffee infused with imported CBD oil. So, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. That's just going to be, you know, if it's straight CBD oil, Trendy. it's not going to... I don't know, man. I've been hearing good things about high CBD, man. And, and I don't know about this. You know, it's all different qualities of CBD oil, but I've been hearing the CBD oil is nice, man. I'm going to have to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had at the Cannabis Cup, I went to talk to one of those guys about it, and he had he gave me a full-on, like, it has to be, it was pretty much like a heaping teaspoonful of this, like, consistency of... Uh, it wasn't like jelly or it was just um, like a man. I'm trying to think of an example, but, but I basically it was more than I should have had. And he's like, "You'll definitely feel it." In it. And I wasn't looking to try and feel like messed up. I didn't feel really much of anything. And the CBD oil, though, that's not necessarily the whole point of it. Is to you know feel real high or whatever. It's to be for health and potentially for all kinds of other potential ailments. But I want my coffee with some THC up in it, all right? (laughs) I wish I remembered. Somebody was telling me that they were enjoying CBD oil, you know, daily or in the regiment. And I couldn't remember the very specific things they told me, but I remember they really enjoyed it. And they were saying they were definitely getting some positive effects from it. I think it was more in pain relief. Yeah. You know, maybe it was, I know there's inflammation it works real good with if you have something like, you know, 
I don't know what do they call it, Crohn's disease and those type of things. It's real good for that. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Scotty, we're gonna have to see if we can uh, go do a uh, do do a report, trade up a little bit of more commentation on the Dude Grow Show, and see if we can go down and kick it at this hotel, stay the night. Yeah, I'll never leave, down. man. I'll never leave. You have to, next picture <laughs> they have, I have me passed out in the corner there, man. Oh, that's funny, funny. All yeah. right, I got it. Uh, you know where else I get to smoke as much weed as I want to, man? My house. Yeah, that works. But <laughs> I tell you, when you go on vacation, it's definitely cool. They're going to rock it, man. I've been waiting for this. We need more businesses like this. We need a smoker-friendly restaurant, man. You guys want, you know, pre-dinner, we're all hanging out, you know, you guys want to smoke a J right now? Hit it. But of course, there's there's other laws covering smoking anything here in Colorado inside and, of a restaurant, regardless of a joint. But that would be pretty nice, right? You know what? I could kind of see it going that way. Like Uber is that, you know, like taxi cab, you know, anybody's a cab service. Um, think about it, man. It used to be the things that would stop you from, you know, getting really wasted out or that you had to drive home. You know, if you can have somebody, you know, and then and you had to wait an hour, a lot of places in this country, you'll wait an hour, an hour and a half, and maybe a taxi will come. That's what stops people from, you know, that's what's stopping the consumption, uh, you know, having these, uh, what do they call them? Uh, what are the kids calling them? Coffee shops? You know, like the Amsterdam model. Everyone ain't driving over there in Amsterdam. You know, it's, it's you know. I don't know. Most people get on bicycles or walk or take public transportation. That's why you can walk into a place in Amsterdam and smoke a joint, get blazed and yeah. walk out of there in America. We've really got a, you know, a car culture where everybody drives to the bar alone and everybody drives home. Hopefully not alone. So, yeah. You know, you know, but if we can get past that with now we've got, you know, like this Uber thing happening where you've got a really good option for, if, if you don't want to drive, if you want to go to the cannabis club and smoke two joints and smoke two joints and smoke two more and then get home, you can kind of do it now. Yeah. And for tourists, I mean, I don't know. There's people of many different tolerances. Most of the time, uh, you know, this isn't an official recommendation, but driving in, there's not going to be many issues there, man. The issues what? with driving. What? what? There's not going to be many issues unless you get pulled over and the cop says, or unless he fucking scopes you out and says that. Uh, All right, I'm gonna knock on wood because you are right, man. I've definitely thought about when, yeah. Regardless got- of of your ability to drive, if they smell it, see it, or if you have any issues, all that's gonna tell the truth is the damn law with what's in your blood. So. Yeah, and I mean, I've got some. I'm putting air quotes around the word professional drivers that I know, and they'll tell me things, man. You know, they're very hip on on security and whatnot. And the cops have ways of scanning your license plate and knowing where you've been because they do it. They they scan people's plates out of Colorado and then transmit that information to the other states. So they know when you've been to Colorado. So if they know that, then they know when you've. Then they can certainly set up that technology to know when you've been to a um, a, a dispensary, uh, not a dispensary, right. rather a, a whatever you want to call it, a coffee shop. So I just. Uh, think that it's we are going to be set up to get a lot of cannabis duis and we've got to be real careful about that that's why i recommended uber which i've never man used. i'll tell you if i yeah I, I mean it doesn't sound like a good time but like we talked with jay to fiction over there that uh you know the dui attorney um what's it gonna take you know i don't want to be the guy i don't have enough money but it's gonna take somebody getting in trouble to really fight this and change the law and change the precedent man challenge it at all levels because yeah, the president's that, kid or something you know 
There we go. There we go. So, right, you know so, what I mean? It's, it, that's what happens. I mean, it's the the congressman whose kid gets hooked on on crack that goes and freaks out and makes crack a five year minimum mandatory or or you know whatever. Yeah, you get twenty years for pain pills because the congressman's kid got hooked on them. I mean, it always has to have a personal relationship to the to the people that make these laws. When the people that actually make these laws, no intelligent stoners or intelligent cannabis users, then they're going to start rethinking it. You know, when their, their, their own kid that's, you know, going through med school is smart and also smokes cannabis regularly and could very well get caught with, with a, a quarter bag or an ounce, well, then all of a sudden it hits home to the guy. And unfortunately, you know, that's happened to um, most of America, but the very upper echelon, you know, I'm sure it certainly has happened to them, but they're, they're just not responding to it the same way we are. For, for yeah. them, instead of saying, let's make this legal, they go, ah, we'll just call the lawyer. He'll get us out of it. <laughs> it's weird. Well, let me interrupt the news with a quick grow tip I was thinking of. I was going through finding news, and you know, every time you're going through the news, you still hear busts in prohibition states, and more than half of them are because of odor. So this brought me to my old, some of my old ways using a product called Ona. And Ona is you know, something that's not going to handle typically all the odor from your grow. But there's good ways to use it. Ona comes in a gel. Ona comes into a solid, like a you know, like a deodorant solid, almost that consistency. And it has you know a few different. They have a natural, a few different scents, but a few different ways to use it, man. Harvest time, you got to remember your tip. Not all the time are the carbon filters you have on hand going to cut it. That's where you want to put some Onas by your front door. That's where you want to put, or let's say you have an air outtake from your garden, um, and it's just you know that your carbon filter handles your grow all the time, except for, damn, the last week and a half of this strain, your odor's seeking out. So you can literally, in your inline ducting or, or your, your, your air outtakes, put a little bit of Ona right up in there. That's why they make a gel. I used to uh, just drill some holes on top of the canister and set the whole little canister right in my, my six-inch outtake. In my room. Not a and bad idea. So there's a lot of ways to use it. Uh, it's available at most grocery stores, available online. I haven't had to use it in a while, luckily, because we're here in Colorado. And if my neighbors smell my herb, I tell them, good, it's nice, isn't it? You know? <laughs> it's not so ready got, yet. Go away. I got a couple neighbors that, you know, they don't, like, oh, man, it's kind of annoying, but whatever. And then I got one dude comes home, and he, he'll be out in his driveway, and he'll look over at me, and he'll just start waffing his hands into his face and giving me thumbs up and shit. It's awesome. <laughs> And that's during out that's during outdoors harvest time, guys. I'm not that stinky all the time, but yeah, man. I just wanted to give a quick grow tip on Ona and different times to use it. It can really, you know, I I remember one time back in the day um, when I was growing in you know Colorado, actually growing as a medical grower. But you know, you still don't want to be visited by anybody. And we get a a a knock at the door. We're only sitting on a four lighter. Open the door. State patrol. Hmm, that's kind of like what the hell. And it turned out my buddy earlier was up uh you know at the mountain skiing and he accidentally bumped into some lady there was no fender bender action and he thought she she waved him on to go ahead you know no problem but she wanted to talk took his plate and called him into the highway patrol and said he did a hit and run sure enough then the Jesus. highway patrol dudes at our grow so you got to keep on top of your odor and definitely you know make sure you don't get busted yeah i'm gonna give you some good advice man okay if you do a hit and run don't drive back to the grow house <laughs> well, and it wasn't even a hit and run officially, but regardless. Um, all right, let's roll into uh, so-called so-called organic marijuana. 
This says nobody in Colorado's cannabis industry can stop a grower from calling its weed organic, but plans for certification may soon change that. Thank, thank God, man. Thank the grower God, right? Yeah, man. This dude does kind of make my skin crawl, man. You know, yeah, they have some of these sayings here. We use only 100% organic soil and nutrients. End quote. Quote. Quality medication, which is chemical free, consistently high quality, organic medicinal marijuana, all natural. So all these, none of these claims are regulated right now, man. They said that those claims came from a few of the 10 marijuana growing companies that Colorado investigated for pesticide-related um, uh, problems, specifically Avid and Eagle 420. Uh, and that's still going through right now, and they're still trying to sort those things out. I think there's a bill that's about to pass with some stuff in it. But, man, I would really like to see some regulations because there are growers out there that are trying damn hard um, to grow fully organic they have an integrated production management uh you know program or if you still prefer integrated pest management kicking which is you know when they they feel like they're getting ripped off when they see another large commercial grow that they knows using all the nasties putting their shit out the door calling it organic calling it natural whatever they can do to add more market value or sell it quicker right yeah no kidding there man it's uh yeah it's a real bummer man i've been to a couple dispensaries and i'm like yeah, they're like, I'm like, this is organic. Oh yeah, it's organic, and that's the only freaking word they say, man. You know what I mean? They don't tell you any details. Yeah, it's grown with, uh, you know, uh, super soil, or it's grown with uh, nectar for the gods, or whatever. It's yeah, it's organic, man. It's organic. And I'm like, huh? Well, this you know guy, Jan, Jan, John Chandler, uh, in the article, he's an organic horticulturist and director of cultivation at. La Eagle, L apostrophe Eagle Services, which is a Denver facility. Yeah. Oh, legal. That's one of those things, man. That's one of those funny uh, names. Legal. La Eagle. Legal. Got gotcha. It. He's I committed to like organic said, growing, and Chandler's also the founder of Cannabis IPM Consulting, which he thinks may be the only integrated pest management consulting firm for cannabis in the state. That's because, man, people are... and. You know, there's a business tip for somebody wanting to get in. There might be a niche opening up now because a lot of these growers are going to be pushed to not be using the nasties, not be using ornamental use only products. So they're going to need some of you guys out there that are knowledgeable on pest control, integrating preventative bugs potentially, and just getting their staff dialed in. I believe they have them. They're called entomologists. And you can yes, hire yes. them. Every other industry hires them. It's a good point. Every yes, for sure. Uh, but man, they're trying to get, uh, the Denver based, it's going to be called the OCA organic cannabis association to launch, uh, hopefully as early as this coming month here in June. So that'll be good to see, man. Cause I mean, when people are throwing away around these words, um, you want, you want it to be like the real deal, you know, look at how it is in the food industry. I mean, I know some things slip through here and there, but typically, you're paying extra for organic food or, you know, go to Whole Foods or wherever versus what you get. So it better be what you're getting. So I'd like to see that regulated. That'd be pretty, pretty nice for people that are going out and buying from the dispensaries. Yeah, man, it's disturbing. I, was, I think I was, uh, I was listening to the Rev talk. I was trying to catch up a little bit and learn. And he was saying that he went to his local grocery store and he asked for, you know, the, the, was it pyrethin, the, the natural chrysanthemum oil, uh, to spray on his plants. And the chick gave him permethrin, which is the uh, synthetic version of it. And he's like, no, this is, this is a synthetic. I want, you know, I want the one for plants. I'm spraying this on consumables. 
And she's like, oh, yeah, everybody buys that. That's the one everybody buys right there. And he was like, I stopped smoking a lot of weed around town after that, like that day. And I was like, man, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, definitely. I think they're going to get this going good, though. They said there's a lot of growers looking forward to having the OCA. Um, they're going to have an inspection, initial six-week. You know, they're, they're still ironing it out, but an initial six-week inspection process, which will lead to a one-year organic certification. And then, and then that's going to include at least three random audits annually, and uh, they're going to be able to run their stuff through the mass spectrometer and check for all the things. So hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll clean it up out there, man. Is it a quad mass spectrometer like Advanced Nutrients has, man? It is, but they have 54 PhDs at this location. Advanced right. Nutrients said that their spectrometer sucks. <laughs> man, <laughs> man, you're jumping on board. We're going to get some backlash. No, All I'm right. just kidding around. I'm just kidding with those guys. It was cool that they came on, but they did say that a lot of shit sucked, man. So, All right, we got one more news story here. A couple quick questions. Hey, real Mr. quick. Man. Yeah, yeah. Big Papa Ponick set that that advanced nutrients uh, interview up, and and that was really cool of him. And uh, you know, and Chris up in California, in California, sorry, Chris up in Canada actually set up that Ross interview. And I, I felt like kind of a dick because I was taking all this good information and good contacts, and we didn't even give him a shout out, man. So both y'all, man, serious DGC, thank you so much. I wish I could send a recharge to my boy up in in. Uh, in uh, Canada, man. But what can you do, man? You can just do all that you can do. So <laughs> damn straight. But it's really cool, man. And if you guys have any connections or any cool people that you think we should do a grower sit in with, uh, or any recommendations, man, just like we had the Rev recommended to us, um, yeah, let us know, man. It'd be really cool. Word. All right. Uh, head into our last story here. Sent in. Sent in. Somebody. Uh, Needed coverage here on the situation in Ohio. Um, and sorry, off the tip of my tongue, I forgot which listener that was. But regardless, I got you here. Ohio, we talked about on the show a little bit. There's a group called uh, Responsible Ohio. Well, High Times went out and called them Irresponsible Ohio. Uh, basically, this group they're saying it's proposed for that the you know they're behind the the proposal for legalized marijuana in Ohio which would be a three-tiered system consisting of retail outlets, manufacturers of cannabis products, and a limited number of wholesales, that is, them, only them, Responsible Ohio. Uh, it's designed to limit wholesale grow facilities to 10 specific sites owned and operated by the backers of Responsible Ohio. So kind of BS, huh? Yeah, uh, definite BS, man. They're saying, wait, though, personal cultivation says, according to their website on uh, Responsible Ohio, you are allowed to grow up to four plants per household uh, and eight ounces of usable product at a time. I yeah, love man. it. High Times calls them out. They said, this one comment, you are allowed, sums up all that's wrong with the proposal. I mean, think about that. They say, allowed by whom? By the cartel. That's who. So they're calling Responsible Ohio straight up. The cartel, which really, when you look at this from their point of view, I mean, I agree. What do you mean, who you're going to tell me? Who am I allowed by? I'm allowed, you're going to tell me how much I can grow, but you can grow as much as you want and sling it. So, I mean, if you're out in Ohio and this passes, you guys, all you growers should grow the biggest four freaking plants possible, um, you know, and just get your network set up, dude. Get your networks with your friends. Maybe you're the grower. Another buddy's not a good grower, but, you know, he, he can help get your, your lights set up and, you know, back you a little bit that way. Get a group of like four, eight guys together, two grows, and just 
don't go buy from them. You know, grow your own shit. That's if they're gonna allow you to do it, you better be growing at least four plants and in the biggest space you can you can be allowed. Man, so. that's what me, me and Hash Assassin were talking a little bit earlier today. He's he's our, our producer, man, or and actually our audio engineer. And we were just talking about hey, even with just regular produce and whatnot, it's kind of getting out of you know the pricing and the amount of fuel that we need to move it around and whatnot. Man, it's getting crazy. And there really is a, a movement to grow your own foods. You know, I mean, we're talking like living walls and things like that. And we're just, you know, we're just kind of BSing about about the future and whatnot. But man, oh, you know, growing our own and sustaining you know, sustaining ourselves is really the the answer to all this over capitalism that's going on. How you know we're inundated with everybody trying to sell us things every second. That's because we don't provide for ourselves anything. We need to outsource absolutely everything that, that, that we buy or everything that we need. So we have to buy it. So, of course, we're inundated with people trying to sell us everything. Yeah. You know, when, we, when we start producing our own cannabis and everybody produces their own style of cannabis, hey, man, I'm not really that into it. I just got the little arrow garden. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got the, the little arrow garden that gives me about two ounces a month or something. Or, you know, I've got a little closet that gives me, you know, six ounces a month. Well, whatever you're doing. Um, I really think that that's the way that we're going to beat this whole Monsantoization of the cannabis industry. I think it's the only way. Yeah, for sure. And it's still going to work Fucking out. Fucking A, for... man. What's that? <laughs> I thought that was going to be your response, man. Well, there's always going to be um, enough market here to where people are still going to go buy from the man. I'm just telling everybody else, man, this, if this is this is going to be, as long as you got a little bit of time, like easier than brewing your own beer at home or any other, you know, hobby you got going on. Don't get me wrong. There's learning curves and stuff, but cannabis plant loves to grow. It loves to grow for a reason because it was meant to grow for us and it helps in so many facets of life. So yeah, I mean, cannabis can be grown. I, I would imagine that with the right setup, you know, I mean, I'm dating myself. They used to have this thing called the phototron back in the day that just ha had one plant and a bunch of fluorescence. I mean, this is back in the eighties. Um, but the idea was to have one plant in your bedroom and to be able to grow off it, you know, and to, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, you harvest it every few months and you put another one in there and you sustain yourself. You know, yeah. we, we, we got to, you know, get back. You know, I don't want to get back to phototrons, but you know, we get to get into these micro grows and these closet systems, especially with LEDs. It seems like we've really solved our heat issues, which is one of the biggest uh, kind of unknown issues. People would go out, they'd buy a grow light, they'd put it in their closet, and then they'd get spider mites or you know some some kind of uh, uh, a bug would just eat their crop up, and they throw the shit in the in the garage or in the garbage and be done with it. Yeah. Um, because of the heat issues, because the HID just brought so much heat. Now with these LEDs, we're able to get a strong amount of light, you know, a really solid amount of light without a bunch of heat. And all of a sudden, it's you know, it really opens the playing field as to where you can buy an LED, get a fan, you know, a very simple fan, and uh, you know, a couple flower pots with some decent soil and some decent nutrients, or even some shitty nutrients, and you'll be able to grow something. Might yeah. snap a smack, you know snap and pop but <laughs> it's, it's weed man Always all right let's right. start man before we get into uh grower sit in here with ray uh had a couple quick qu somebody i don't think you were able to find it but we had a 
a listener interested in actually is Jason, Jason gentleman that uh, up in Boulder we met out at the cup um, and sent us some good pictures, hung out yeah, for a while. Yeah, so, it's so cool to actually like I, now I know who Jason is, man. I can actually I was like, "Hey, I know that guy, man. Did that with that guy, man." So Well, he wanted to know you mentioned you had a paper from the University of Florida that discussed the ideal drip methods and timing for optimal growth in plants. So is any chance he could get his hands on it? Do you recall the name of it or yeah, I do recall most of the name. These are peer-reviewed research papers. They've got ridiculously long names, and I thought if I just had had Googled the uh, um, the the beginning of it and the author, I would get it. But I remember it's Tim, Doctor Timothy Beeson, I believe. I know his name is Beeson, B E E S O N, uh, from the University of Florida, and it was cyclical irrigation is is his term for it. And, you know, cyclical irrigation was, was the term that I tried to search for. Okay. I didn't find it in Google Scholar, which means that it's probably locked up in one of these uh, paid um, scientific journals. So next time I get, you know, I do have public access. I get like two hours a week uh, to go over and use the scientific journals and download them from uh, Colorado State University, who has all the ag journals. I'll go okay. over there and I'll find it. But just, you know, uh I couldn't find it just on Google Scholar, so it's. Still oh, I know you know the the next book, the book on kelp. Do you know the name of that? He wanted to know the book that we reference a lot on. Kelp oh, sure, life. man. Seaweed and plant growth by Doctor T. L. Sen S. E. N. N. And it can be an expensive book, but you can find it inexpensively used on Amazon. And yeah, that's a really cool one. And while we're recommending books, like I said, that teeming with microbes was really interesting. Soil, the soil will save us was a real good one. And if you guys want to learn about the commercialization, check out Tomato Land because that just talks about how, you know, tomatoes were were pretty much like cannabis 50 years ago where there's all these heirloom varieties and people really enjoyed crossbreeding them and making interesting tomatoes and showing off their big tomatoes. And as we got into commercial agriculture, it was about what kind of tomato could, you know, sit in a box for a week, what kind of tomato can be harvested green. Uh, you know, which one can ripen all at the same time so we can send a picking crew out there. And it really became, uh, uh, the, the fruit, just the quality suffered so badly. And I just want us to learn a lesson from that. And hopefully that doesn't happen with cannabis. Yeah, definitely don't want that happening. Um, all right, a couple quick other questions here. He said, uh, we've been talking about a previous episode, the timer, man. Those timers that run on, they run on batteries, right, that you were using in a Florida greenhouse console? Yep. Because we're I'm, going into outdoor here, and um, I'm actually, hopefully, this weekend, everything of mine will be outside. But, yeah, and that's a good application for Gorilla Grows, et cetera. What kind of timers were those? Uh, dig timers, D-I-G, and I believe they have a 710 and then a 740. Those replace the old dig 600s. But uh, DIG is the company, and good stuff, man. They work on you know, like a single nine volt battery. They'll hold the charge so you you know for like a minute or so, so you can replace the battery without losing all your programming. You can get them even with with a mist module that will allow you if you're and maybe if you're propagating or something. I don't know you know if this really applies to what we're doing, but you can get it to come on for five seconds. I guess you know what it's good for is if you're cooling a place down. You know, if you're using it for temperature control, you can actually cool your greenhouse down by using this mist module. I believe it's on the 740 dig timer, and it will actually allow you to maybe mist for five seconds every five minutes or five seconds every 10 minutes. 
that's how we control the temperature down in Florida when it gets to be, you know, 115, 120 degrees in the greenhouse. We start putting 72 degree mist. You know, the, the water coming out of the well is 72, 73 degrees. Now we atomize that into a really fine spray that hangs out in the air for a while or a mist. And uh, man, it just works really great as temperature control. Water does does wonders for temperature control. Control if you can break it down into a small enough particle, which leads me to the other folks. A lot of this is Florida stuff because uh, that's where I'm doing my work. But Senager, oh, man, I'll try to remember how to spell them, but you can just Google it. Senager irrigation. Those guys have really great foggers and mist heads. Uh, a mist head is going to be for. Uh, keeping moisture on a plant, actually bring, getting moisture to the leaf. A fogger is going to be just to actually get the more moisture into the atmosphere and to control the temperature of the atmosphere. Uh, so really cool stuff. And most of the time when you use a fogger, they want you to use a pump because you got to really pressurize that to get it through those tiny little yeah. nozzles. This technology is fairly low pressure where you can just use the water pressure coming out of your well or out of your, you know, sometimes even city water. I want to say the mist heads run at a minimum pressure of about 15 PSI. And I want to say the foggers are not too much above it, maybe 25 or 30, but don't quote me on it, man. And they have a really cool website where you can size everything out and figure it all out. Cool, cool. Lastly, uh, before we cut over to the sit-in, then I can handle this one. The name of the drippers, we're going to get more info on that sit in the soil and detect the moisture level with a ceramic piece. That is the Blumat. Yeah, and you know what? B-L-U-M-A-T, I believe. Yep, they were really cool. I'm going to throw, you know, one of the ideas behind having all this advertising space on the new website is anybody that we think is cool, they don't have to give us, you know, any support or anything like that. Just because they got a cool product, I'm glad to throw up a link to them. And uh, just, just, you know, it's an easy way for us to tell you about some of the things that we use and like. So I'm going to find a, uh, a Bluemont uh, banner or, you know, something that I can, an uh, image or something, and I'll throw it up there. So you'll just be able to click through right on the side of dudegrows.com and check out all these products we're talking about. All right, man. All right. Well, I think we'll kick it over here to Ray. Um, and of course, dude and Scotty talking a little TLO rev talk. Um, I always want to keep saying or organs only, but that would be also known as nectar for the gods. Uh, and yeah. enjoy, enjoy that. We'll be back Monday with a pretty heavy, heavy grow talk show. I got a lot of grow talk here. People have been sitting in, so I've been getting your email guys. All right. Um, we're going to be trying to cover a lot of them Monday and, uh, yeah, sit back, relax, toke a J, or just go into the garden and play with your ladies and listen to this sit-in, guys, and we will see you Monday. Have a good weekend. All right. Take her easy, dude. Later. What's up, guys? Dude grows, Scotty Real hanging, and grower sit-in with Ray from the Bay. You hanging out, Ray? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Heck yeah, man. Grower, listener, uh, I mean, I, can I say fan of the show? I don't want to get, like you know, too conceited about it or anything, but Ray's full on DTC, man. I'll, yes. I'll say that about him, man. I mean, he definitely contributes a lot, man. And, uh, man, Ray's the guy that sent his cannabis cup entry, uh, addressed to me, man. You know, it was pretty funny, <laughs> man. That was cool, man. So I like that. Good stuff. Was man. I the only one that did that? <laughs> you you might've been, we had a couple other interesting ways of getting it to us, but no, none of them were just sent in that specific way, man. Uh, in theory, that didn't really it's happen. In, by I know. The way, I man. To, 
didn't that, actually happen. Yeah, in your science fiction book, man, that was a really good episode. <laughs> but, but let's talk. Uh, I know. Uh, hang on, I want to give Ray's ahead. qualifications, man. Ray sent Hit over. It. Ray uh, hand delivered to me in the state of Colorado some really delicious uh, flavors, man. Some of the most flavorful bud that I've ever had, man. Um, the, it was a Blue Widow that was grown TLO style, True Living Organic style. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Dude, that was like a favorite, man. I know I was supposed to share that with everybody, but I got to be honest. I grabbed a big butt of that and put, <laughs> put, it, put it in my bag, man. I smoked that with my boys later on. Um, so that's that's TLO. Is that a Rev style? How, how did you grow that? That is it. That was grown in the TLO, and I followed the book to the T exactly. Uh, that was the first round of TLO I did, and I followed the book exactly, and it came out wonderfully. Yeah, you know, man, I was me and Ray were uh, BSing a little bit, and he showed me a uh, interview with. I guess it wasn't an interview. It was actually probably at a cannabis cup or something like that where the Rev mm -hmm. talked for about 30, 40 minutes. And it was interesting. I mean, some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, I don't get it, you know, but I guess if you don't get it, you ain't learning nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're just sitting there nodding your head agreeing with somebody, uh, then you really ain't learning shit, man, you know? Um, but yeah, he was saying some stuff that was really, you know, had me thinking and scratching my head, man. So, so you just followed his book to a T, huh? With the... You know, he he puts a lot of emphasis just on uh, real simplicity, clean water. Yeah, that's the number one thing. I start out with, uh, he, he talks about using RO water. Uh, my natural tap water is only 140 ppm out of the tap. So I'm using that and I'm just running it through a chlorine filter. Gotcha, gotcha. What filter are you using? Dude. I'm actually using the Boogie Brew filter. Boogie Brew? Yeah, Boogie Brew is a company uh, here in Northern California that makes uh, uh, compost tea, a prepackaged compost tea, and they also sell a filter for that to make your tea with. And I don't buy their tea, but I've used a filter. So you're getting the chloramines out of there as well, from the, if it's a municipal water supply? Or? That's what I'm led to believe. Yeah, I thought, yeah, you can do that with a good a good charcoal filter or yeah, as carbon long as it's filter. Yeah, I got the carbon in there because I know when I get the I use the Hydrologic Small Boy filter and it the filter it comes with won't do it. You got to upgrade to like this forty dollar carbon filter or something. But regardless, it's just curious, it's just curious water. Yeah, like said, the foundation. Yeah, it seems to work pretty good, and it's it's an inline hose deal. You just attach it to the end of your hose. You oh, know? that's cool. Yeah, it doesn't take a carbon filter can be pretty darn simple, man. So that's really awesome, man. Dig it. All right, so, so what else is involved? Tell us a little bit about the Rev Style or the TLO, True Living Organics, it stands for. Do I have that right? Yeah, True right. Living Organics. Okay, so I know he's always preaching. you got to start out with clean water, man. Now, what, what's what's the next uh, fundamental principle of TLO, man? Uh, well, uh, I think the the first is your soil mix. and So it's a super soil? Out, yeah, he starts out with a... What is what he calls his base mix, and I don't want to give out the whole book, but I'll give no, out his no base worries. mix because he gives out the the mix too. And yeah. it's, uh, it's one part natural organic soil, whether it be uh, you know roots organics or whatever. Uh, I used uh, Ocean Forest, I think, for mine. Right on. Um, and one part soil, one part cocoa, one part perlite, and one part earthworm castings. Okay. And that's your base mix. And that's what I use to veg in 
uh, until I transplanted into my flower pot. Yeah, that sounds pretty damn uh, hardy, I'll say, man. I don't think you got to add too much to that, no? No, well, there, he does add quite a bit to it, but in small amounts. Very, oh, there's a bunch of ingredients, and they're all in very small amounts. Okay, interesting, man, um, interesting. All right, so you know what, man? We're not going to give away too much of the Rev's recipe because we want to support him, man. So what's he got, a book that you can buy or something like that? What's, it's uh, see if I can find it here, man. Just got yeah, tr- true, true, true Living, Living Organics. Organics. There you go. It's 20 bucks on Amazon. Um, I think it's 20 bucks on Amazon. At least that's the price on the back of the book. That's sure. where I got it from. I know that's I always say this and I never do it, but uh, I'll throw a link up, man. I'll throw a link up on the site, man. Give a little yeah, respect to the Rev, man. He's a good guy. Did a lot for the community. And throw up a link for that video, maybe. Yeah, you know what? I will definitely, man. That video is really interesting, man. There's some mind-blowing shit in there, man. I don't know if it blew my mind, but it fucked with it a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so nice. he starts out with this base soil mix, and then you take uh, X amount of cubic feet of this base soil mix, and for every cubic foot, you add so much of each of these ingredients. And, you know, he starts out with uh, um, there's bone meal in there, there's guanos, there's phos- rock phosphate, there's... You know, there's about 20 different ingredients, and actually that was the hardest part about this whole thing is sourcing all the ingredients. Wow. Maybe somebody like uh, Jeremy over at Build-A-Soil seems to have a lot, exactly. of, a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. He has a lot of this stuff, and I'm in California, so it was easier for me to get a lot of stuff and some of the stuff I got on Amazon. Um, but if you have the Internet, there's not much you can't really find, you know? Yeah, they got the Internet on computers now, so... I think they do, yeah. <laughs> I think they do. And now how long does this soil, how long does the mix go for? Like, are you you're doing plain water for quite a while, the whole time? It, it's plain water the whole time, um, except I'm using, uh, he, he, if you're using RO, he says to use CalMag, organic CalMag in there. I'm only using the uh, nectar for the gods, uh, Herculean Harvest, the calcium nope. supplement from them. And I'm only using that and watering all the way through. What about an enzyme? Do we? I know. Um, I think it was maybe even a, a barley over again. That was uh, over build a soil. Where we had Jeremy on the show one time, and he was talking about, I think using barley to brew some enzyme. But I always picture when I'm thinking of a super soil or nice organic mix that I want some enzymes in there working for me. Do you, does uh, the Rev preach any of that, or uh, I don't know? Does Nectar for, um, for the Gods have an enzyme product? Um, Nectar for the Gods, I'm not sure if they have an enzyme-specific product, but I think there's enzymes in there. Zeus juice, which is a okay. kelp extract. Um, I think enzymes are, are made as as reactions in the soil. You know, I'm no soil scientist, but I think if we were to talk to somebody like Jake, I think he would say a lot, a lot of the a lot of those enzymes are a a, a byproduct of of biological activity that's going on. Okay. You know, so I, I, I'm not sure that you have to, you know, put, you know, I mean, certainly there's enzymes in a bottle and that, that's all well and good, but I think you can get enzymatic activity through not just dumping a bunch of enzymes, you know, as starting materials. Right here. Just always trying to turbocharge the short life of the, the plant, you know, that we have. So it's enzymatic, are also dude. also a big part of the program as well. Yeah. Love them teas, man. Just don't like making them. Love the results. <laughs> So, hey, have you tried to uh, recharge with uh, either of these, man? Just to, you know, oh, to, I to use give sh- shameless everything. plug, man. I'm Ooh, using I like recharge it. every time I water. 
Yeah, right on, man. I'm, dude, I've been telling people that. Yeah, that's that was my secret for a long time, and then I was like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to tell people to use too much of it. You know, it feels like I'm selling it too badly. And after I just started, look, a little with every watering, man, is the way to go. And I'll be damned, man. People are calling me up being like, dude, first off, they're calling me up being like, send my recharge out. I need it. I need it. (laughs) Right on, man. So uh, cool. So now how are you using nectar? I remember what we talked about uh, with regards to uh, nectar. I thought it was kind of complicated. Do you have uh, have a simple recipe? You're telling me I'm wrong on that. Let's. Let's go back to the, the True Living Organics for a second. Sure. Cool. And it's because we haven't kind of finished that. Um, Hit it, man. I've been known to get the, off track, brother. Yeah. After the soil mix, um, when you're going to transplant into your final pot, um, I in the, in the book, the rep suggests going from a number one to a number three. And that's what I did. I went from uh, a number one pot and I transplanted. I got that as big as I could get it in a number one and then transplant into the number three pot with the, the soil mix that, that he has. What he calls it, he calls it the 2.1 soil mix. Um, and then after you transplant into that, it also involves a layer of composted steer manure on the bottom of the pot. And it's not mm. just steer manure, it's a manure mix that he gives you the recipe for in the book. And that adds a whole ton of extra microbiology in there that's not present in any of the stuff you're going to buy on the shelf. Yeah, you ain't kidding, man. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Man, I'm going to have to get this book. I'm going to have to read this weekend, man. And then after you transplant, you water everything in, and then you take a wooden dowel, about a half-inch diameter dowel, and you make four holes in the new soil, not where the roots of the plant are. You want them as far away from uh, close to the outside edge of the pot. And then you're going to fill these holes with uh, a nutrient mix that he gives you in the in the in the book, it's actually a couple different recipes. You fill two holes with one recipe and two holes with another recipe, and what happens is the microbiology gets to colonize all this nutrient mix before the roots get there, so that the roots don't get burned when they get there, and the, the microbiology feeds the roots off of these nutrient reservoirs. Now, did you grow a different way out of curiosity before? You found growing TLO and or using um, nectar for the gods? Were you a hydro grower before, or did you just start in this realm of growing? No, I actually started in DWC. <laughs> nice. I love how you can go. And and what do you what do you see in comparison? I mean, we always talk about it on the show between um, you know maybe flower quality, uh, how you know how you're working in the grow room, growth some, rate. Yeah, those different things with DWC. Or why did you leave it? Uh, well, that's me and Scotty were just talking about this, actually. As anybody who's run DWC knows, it's a constant fight. Um, you're just fighting everything, the water temperature, root rot, just in, or you're running a chiller and you're paying money to run the chiller. Either way, it's just a constant fight, and I loved it. And like I said, there's nothing more fun than watching a dialed-in DWC system grow. <laughs> yep. I mean, because it just grows that fast. You turn your head and you look back and the plant got bigger. It's just amazing. But I also felt like the engineer of a starship uh, (laughs) with this system. You know, I built it and I'm maintaining it and I got to break it apart once a week and clean it out. And it didn't feel like you was getting back to nature, did it? Yeah. And it just I was doing so much work and not enjoying being in the garden. 
Yeah, that, it totally makes sense, man. It really so does. So once I had some success with the DWC, um, I saw the Nectar for the Gods videos on the Monster Gardens channel. Right. And I was really impressed by that. And I thought I'd give it a shot. And I started getting into that and getting into some soil. And I ran that for about six months until and then I found the True Living Organics book. A friend of mine posted on Google+. And I bought the book and read it. And about three or four months later, I mixed up my soil. And next thing I know, I'm growing in it. And it's the easiest grow I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're not finding any deficiencies. Like, I shouldn't say any. But, I mean, I always get concerned about not being able to have my additives at parts. Like, peak veg, peak flower. When I'm like, man, I really would like to add just a little extra phosphorus or bloom booster if you will or just to push them a little harder during maybe one or two waterings but you stuck with plain water and didn't see an issue or a need for that i've never seen any issue with any of the tlo plants other than being healthy (laughs) which is amazing how i just i want to add something to it too but there's nothing to add they just have everything in there and once you see what's mixed in to these uh, nutrient spikes and in the soil mix, you'll know why you don't need to add anything. Everything's in there. Okay. Wow. And that's the microbes, neat. the microbes give it to the plant when the plant wants it. It makes sense to me, man. We always say it's like a, a big buffer. When you have a bunch of microbes with full bellies, man, it's a big buffer. They're hanging out, just waiting for their, that that root zone to, to send its signal, man. That's right. The plant communicates with the microbes. You know, there's there's so much going on there. Absolutely. Love it, man. I love it. And I will say this, though. The only time you guys are familiar with the Bloom Chaos product from Nectar for the Gods. Not entirely. You, you break okay, it down. Well, it's, you a cal- it's, a, it's a calcium facilitator, and it helps with the uptake of calcium. And the only time I've seen a deficiency in my TLO plants was when I ran the Bloom Chaos then I started seeing a calcium deficiency because it was making the plant uptake so much calcium. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't, Which is I, a good thing. You, you know what I mean? What do you, Scotty said, Hmm, what do you think? Well, no, I just remember <laughs> the, the advanced guy was talking and Dynagro Dave, one consistent that we hear, uh, you know, or constant, I should say, is that calcium is underrated as far as a, uh, an, an element in, in cannabis gardening. And it's the number one thing in my garden is calcium. Yeah, it does make sense. Now, are you are you a TLO guy now or a Nectar guy now? Um, I'm going to be running mostly TLO in my garden. I'm going to be going back to work here shortly, and I will be working a uh, pretty aggressive schedule and not have much time to be in the garden. So um, in the TLO, it's just so basic. I can set it up, and once it's set up, anybody can water it. As long as it doesn't get overwatered or underwatered, it will be fine. Wow, man, that sounds really cool, man. Sounds like a good investment of twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was the best twenty bucks I ever spent for sure. Heck yeah, you know I've actually talked to the Rev a little bit on Facebook, and uh, he agreed in principle to come on in, on here and chit chat, man. So now we just gotta gotta all bug him, DGC, get him to come on and 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 speak. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he, he seems like he'd be uh, willing to do that. Is it just uh, getting him scheduled and lined up? Pretty much. Pretty, it's, it's me being a slack and him going, yeah, I'll do it. And me going, cool, man. All right. I'll call you. I'll set it up. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's double-edged sword being being a, a stoner like me, man. You know, get a lot of good creative ideas, man. But sometimes <laughs> you, you just forget to write them down. 
Come on, mm-hmm. man. You break the stereotype. What are you doing, Scotty? I Stoner. am, man. I'm freaking. <laughs> it still don't mean I ain't going to be absent minded every now and again. And hey, the we other broke thing the... with PLO here is it's super cheap, too. I like that. Once like you that. have all these ingredients, you know, it probably cost me a couple hundred bucks to source all the ingredients, but I have so much of them. You know, I had to buy a 35 pound bag of azomite, but I only needed two cups of it. <laughs> gotcha. Well, you got TLO for a couple of years. Yeah, it's it's and it's gonna. I'm gonna recycle my first round of TLO soil um, shortly here, and I'll be growing in it again. And we'll find out how that goes. Well, what are some of the potential, uh, you know, issues as far as obviously, if you're not good at following directions, you I I, I've, I know you can mix things that. It's too hot of a soil. And also, do you run into issues of not being able to get a proper flush at the end because the plant maybe hasn't consumed everything that's in there? Or how does that work? Okay, well, um, at the, with the flush, it's, there's, there's so much in that soil, you're never going to get it all out. You're feeding yeah. it water the whole time anyway. So I, in a smaller pot, you can get a little bit of fade on the plants. But in a decent-sized pot, you're, you're, there's just way too much in there to ever get it out. But you don't need to get it out. It's all organic. There's there's very little salt in there. Um, any salt in there, I think, can come from the actual steer manure itself. Um, but yeah, that's, other than that's that, what I don't... I'm, I'm sorry, real quick. I'm just uh, not, underst- not that I'm not understanding, but I'm wanting to join this organic movement because these guys are getting great flavor out of their cannabis, and they're not having the flush, man. They're actually able to feed up till the end, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's not. It, I don't think there's anything I need to get out of there, uh, and I'm feeding just water, and toward the end, in the last two or three weeks, I'm using the Nectar for the Gods flush regimen right. uh, in my TLO. Okay, yeah, what's man. their flush regimen? Um, they got a product called Aphrodite's Extraction, and okay. that's their sugar. It's uh, sucrose and glucose, I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, and I'm also using their Triton's Trawl, which is uh, another calcium, and it adds a lot of flavor and color as well. Wow, man. It's, again, man, this is like just stepping into an entirely different universe for us as to where we're, we're pretty cons- – you know, I'm pretty consistent at – at uh, using base nutrients, you know, your two-part or your three-part along with some additives to grow some, you know, heavy-yielding and, and delicious, you know, d- delicious cannabis. But I know there's room for improvement, and I'm thinking that, you know, organics is really how to get to that next level, man. Oh, and I will say this. The soil mix, as it is in the book, is a little bit hot. Almost every plant that I put in it showed a little nitrogen toxicity at the beginning. But there's worse things in the world than a little nitrogen toxicity. And they pulled out of it real quick. And I'd rather have a little nitrogen toxicity in the beginning and no deficiencies at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I think it can be modified. I think by just taking out a little bit of the blood meal or a little bit of the guano, I think you could, or by growing bigger plants before you put them into that mix. But everybody else that I've talked to who's ran it, um, has said the same thing, and I've heard that people are running this soil at about half strength of the nutrients that he puts in there, and still having great results. Wow! I like man. it? No, you don't ever. I mean, I'm sure when you're in DWC or deep water culture, for people that don't know, um, 
any yield issues. I mean, I've heard people say that, you know, yeah, organics taste great and it's easy to do, but you're not going to yield, man. You're not going to get your two plus per light. So are you familiarized with the strains enough that you used in DWC or in your, your methods now that you're, it, you're not seeing any yielding issue or do you think you would be able to do better if you went back to, um, well, I don't even want to say straight hydro, but even just, you know, a conventional, um, using like a cocoa mix like myself and I do organic or organic synthetic, uh, liquid nutrient mixes. Yeah. I don't think my first time I definitely didn't yield fantastically. Um, but I think my second and third go around, it's going to get better and better. And I'm quite confident that I will be able to get very close to what I was getting in hydro. Right on. I've gone both ways with it, man. I've had definitely low yield and DWC with some plants. And I was running current cultures. Uh, and I haven't, yeah, I can't tell people, oh, if you want the best yield, grow this way. There's just so many factors in it between grower style strains, nutrients, grow room environment. I don't know, every elevation, I don't know, everything. Yeah, I'd like to see TLO with some octopots, man, with some of the self-watering bottom-wicking pots. I wonder if that would work or not, man. It might, might yeah, and it might guys, not. I've heard you guys talking about the soil and, the, and those octopots. I think if you cut the soil down a little bit and put more cocoa in it, maybe a little bit more perlite, you'd probably have better results than just using the soil as it is. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I don't. I, I think the soil as it is, you know, it's, you're talking about that big, base bottom layer of steer manure and whatnot that's going to be wet yeah yeah exactly interesting man all right man i learned something dude did you learn anything i did i do want to try this method in the sense i mean it's really hard for me i i, I love being able to to play with my 10 12 bottles of just everything it's also as i tell the listeners part of what we want to continue to do on the show i mean i keep rotating around so I can see, oh, this product works cool for this. I like this product, like this product. So it's hard for me to hang up my bottles, but outdoors, it's a little bit different. And I don't really do a pre, uh, a pre-mixed soil, but you know, it reminds me of how nice it is either when you're on vacation or when you're just rushing that all you have to do is go over to that plant and throw some water on it. Maybe a little cow mag good to go. Cause it saves a lot of time. And, uh, yeah, it, it's an easy, it's an easy way to, to grow for sure and give great product in the end. So I learned that, uh, man, I wouldn't mind trying to mix my, my own soils eventually, but there are some, I know a lot of people are, are, uh, trying to come out with different things. For example is, uh, there's a, a guy here in Colorado, uh, he's, uh, buddies with somebody over at way to grow, but he came up with this, it's like a gallon Ziploc bag and he calls it the money mix. Right. So he tells people, he, you probably like this, right? You know, he's like, go buy any bag off, you know, go buy your bag of Roots Organic, go buy your bag of probably not Ocean Forest, but there's all kinds of bags of pre-mixed soil, um, soil peat mixes, mana mix, etc. Go buy whatever you want from your retail store, then add this one bag of money mix and you're good to go. So it's kind of like a instead of having to go source, people get intimidated, I think, when it's like, oh, man, I got to buy that. 30 plus pound bag of this and then that oh and i also live in an apartment where am i going to mix this stuff so i think if we can just make it a little bit easier for people uh to be able to to, to achieve that super mixed soil uh, we'll have more people doing it because initially for me just due to time and effort when i was growing at a larger scale it's like man i'm not going to mix all this stuff up it's going to i'm going to it takes too much time there's a lot of good ready to use so i do like the idea of having 
a little premix bag with everything to try and make a soil. I, I wish I knew it was in it. I don't have that mix in front of me, but uh, yeah, it, I did learn something in summary. If that's where I'm, what I'm supposed to say. Scotty. <laughs> what have you learned? <laughs> yeah, man, right on. Well, I appreciate it, right? Like, I, like I said before, man, uh, organics is not our forte, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn on on the fly here, man, or embarrass myself. And I think Jeremy over at Build a Soil, he's got some type of kit that you can add to your soil as well. It's from the Clackamas Coot uh, recipe. Right on. Yeah, we got to we got to get in touch with him again, man. Thank you for reminding us about our organic connections out there, man. We got to hit these guys up again. Yeah, I really yeah. like the episodes where when he's on there, man, uh, he's got a lot of info. Yeah, yeah, we'll check it out. Have you heard him over? He's been over on the Adam Dunn show as well. If you haven't heard, he's got a few episodes over there. Um, so yeah, we'll give the guy a holler and see what's up. Yeah, man. All right, dude. Hell of a sit in, man. Definitely. Ray from the Bay. Thanks, man. Thanks for hanging out on the dude grow show. Unless you got anything else you want to add talk we're, we got all the time in the world. Uh, well, did you want to talk about the necker for the gods a little more? Yeah. I mean, we could, if you, I didn't know if you had used just, um, you know, their cow mag or if you, you've used, no, 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 more... I use the whole line. Okay. Well, not well, the whole and... line, but I use. I use I do a, a grow with just their products. I don't use the whole line though. There's a lot of products like Scotty was saying. All right, so then help me simplify because I'm dying to call up Scotty. He offered to uh, to send out some product to me, man. You know, really. That, first off, I want to say Nectar the Guys is run by a guy named Scott, and uh, a super cool guy. We had him on the show. Just a real true, uh, just a true you know grower and and a, and a mover and a shaker in this movement, man. So a lot of respect to him. And what he's built out there, a community of, of real deal organic growers, man. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's right. Scott's a really cool dude. Um, I've never met him in person. I've emailed him 20 or 30 times at least um, in the last year. Uh, he's helped me out quite a bit. Um, and he'll help anybody out. Just go to the website and email him. There's a good uh, growers right, group there as well. Was it Nectar for the Gods Growers or something like that on Facebook, I believe? Is uh, I don't know. I'm not on Facebook. It, it's, that's, that's a good group, man. It's one of the only things I do on Facebook, man. I like it. I'm going to call it instead of Ray from the Bay, Ray not on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> Google Plus is the only uh, media that I'm on. Yeah, man. I'll get you a T-shirt that just says, I don't have time to Facebook. <laughs> You know, I started getting on Facebook, but they just do too much cross-referencing and looking at other crap and trying to get you to be friends with this um, this person. I just didn't want any part of it. Right, right. Makes sense, man. Makes sense. So tell me about your, your simple nectar formula. You said that it can be simple. Tell me how it can be simple. Okay, so if you watch the... The video, I, I suggest anybody that's interested go to the Monster Gardens page or even your page and watch the video from Monster Gardens about Nectar for the Gods, and you'll get a lot of info from there. But I start off with the, uh, the Herculean Harvest. That's their calcium supplement, and that goes in everything. That's just liquid bone meal. Um, and I, I water in everything with that, whether it's seedlings or whether I'm flushing, uh, or whether it's TLO, I even water my vegetable garden with it. Okay, cool. And I'm watering it at 15 mils per gallon on that stuff. It sounds like a lot, but it's cheap. It's not It's not that much. Okay. Um, and then they have a product called Zeus Juice, and that's their kelp extract. Well, they have three kelp extracts, but that's their main, the main one. And you could be using Sensizyme or any other kelp extract. Uh, Scott says it's, it's about the same as most of the other good kelp extracts on the market. 
Okay. Um, he said there's really nothing special about it. Um, and then they have, I'm using the Gaia Mania. That's their bloom. Um, and I, on the Monster Garden video, he talks about the guy that invented it in, originally formulated it to be a one part. And once I heard that, I'm like, oh, well, I don't even need to grow then anymore. Um, and, so, you, and you don't notice any difference? Works good? Performance wise? I still use the grow, the Medusa's Magic, only right. because I still have a gallon of it. And once I get rid of that gallon, I don't know if I'm going to continue to buy it. But I'm also using fish, the grow more fish at five mils per gallon. So oh, yeah, that's doing it. That's, that's money. supplementing yeah, just about everything I need. Um, so when I do use the Medusa's Magic, I'm only using it at five mils per gallon, and then I'm using the the fish at five mils per gallon, and I only use it maybe every once, once or twice in veg, and once or twice in bloom. But for the most part, I'm just using the Gaia Mania, which is their bloom, at five to ten mils per gallon. Man, we're gonna have to get like a, a post on this and just throw it up on the site with all this information, man, because it's uh, it's really good info. And it's and okay, I, and I can't I can't remember all these names either, man. I'm already lost. <laughs> they are they yeah. Are, I know that's the hardest part is figuring out all what the all the names and what they do, and especially when you're familiar with the two and a three part, and you're used to having these colored bottles of water and right. You know, five mils of the green and five mils of the red and whatever it is, you know. Agreed, man. Agreed. So that's that's the base. For, for their uh, their mix, and they have a they have a product called Demeter's Destiny, which is calcium and magnesium, and I don't really use I have it and I use it once or twice once in once or twice in veg and once or twice in bloom. What is but it I'm, called? I'm able, it's Demeter? called Demeter's Destiny, huh. um, and it's a calcium magnesium product. Got it. But I'm getting enough magnesium from my soil, especially with the recharge and the Herculean harvest allows me to chelate all that stuff out of the soil naturally. Interesting. So you don't have to pump as much magnesium in there. And I, I imagine that when I run out of that Demeter's Destiny, I imagine I'm not going to, I probably won't buy anymore and just see how it goes and see what happens. So count them up. How many bottles are you using? Okay, so far we got Herculean harvest, we got the Zeus juice, and we got the Gaia Mania, and we got the Medusa's Magic, and I'm only using that one a few times. Um, then we've got the Athena's Aminas, which is their amino acid product, and right I'm using that a little bit in veg and then about every other watering in flour. Okay. Uh, they've got another product called Megamorpheus, which is a guano tea, and I'm not using that, and Scott does not use that himself. Uh, he actually makes that because he had people requesting a guano tea and that he make a guano tea, and so he made what they wanted give the people what they want man and which which one was that again it's called megamorpheus okay yeah i mean it's interested in the guano teas like bud swell and uh there's some other ones out there yeah i used it once because he's i got a sample bottle of it and uh i didn't notice anything fantastic with it um so i stopped using it Diggity. Okay. And then we've got the aphrodite's extraction which is the sugar product that i was telling you about and I'm only running that uh, during flush, during the last two weeks. Okay. All right. Sometimes so, yeah, three weeks. Sometimes I'll run it for the last three weeks. Well, it's less bottles than I'm using. i gotta be, got to be honest. I mean, we're still using fish. You know, there's another bottle. I'm still using Recharge. There's another bottle. Sure. Okay. Um, and what else does he have here? Okay, there's a product called Poseidonzyme, and that's another uh, kelp product. It's designed as a foliar spray. I've got... 
10 other kelp products, I'm not using that. I, I got a sample bottle of it once, and I when I'm done with it, I probably won't use it anymore. So. Huh. Um, and then you got the Triton's Trawl product, which helps bring out color and smell. Right. Uh, and that's I'm only using that in the flush as well. And I'm wondering if that one would work in the self-watering pot. I mean, you guys got to see these. I was just talking to, uh, oh, man, what do, we, what do we call Steve out there, man? Uh, I can't remember, man, but our buddy Steve out out in uh, California, and he was telling Mesa, Steve. It's not, man. It's another town out there, man. I'm bad. We got uh, <laughs> we got all these folks with these Cali names, man, and uh, we we don't know them, man. You know, we're we're doing our best out here, M- Mr. Ray Im- Embarcadero, man. Right? Got it. That's it. Yeah, man. But um. Yeah, the the growth rate they're getting with the octopots, man, is really good, man. There's something about that that air level in between them. And octopots not a sponsor; it's just shit that I use. And I want to find an organic way to use my octopots, man. You know, I'm wondering if you know it doesn't look like the TLO is going to work, but I'm wondering if, uh, if if by using some nectar, I can get it to go. I think the nectar would be really good, especially if you did a nice cocoa perlite mix. Yep. Um, did you ever try the, the soil that Scott, that, the, that he makes? I have not. It's hard to get in Colorado. I think there's only one, one place to get what victory garden supply has it or something. And I think they're the only one in the state, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. It's uh, worth getting. And he also will give you the recipe too. Okay, cool. Cool. Interesting. Or something man. Close to it. He gave me a recipe that's really close to it. Um, and I'm, I'm able to get it at monster gardens. Monster gardens is only about a half hour from me. Uh, but it's a really good. Uh, it's called Coco Connoisseur is the one that I use, and it's right. great soil. Matter of fact, I can run an auto flower plant all the way through its cycle in that soil with nothing else but water. Wow! Did you ever get any good auto flower plants, man? I don't know if they're good. <laughs> That's um, exactly if, where. All right, you're if right. If I didn't I'm have at, a man. plant count, <laughs> if I didn't have a plant count, they'd be awesome. Because I, 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 I can grow them in the winter. I can grow them whenever. You know what I mean? And we had a mild enough winter here this year that I was I put stuff out in January, and I grew auto flowers in January. Yeah, they were I mean, small. They weren't that – there wasn't that much resin on them, but they were free as far as the light goes. Yeah, like Danny Danko says, man, free weed, man. I'll take it. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed them. I threw a couple in veg. And I was just freaked out and impressed, man. You know, you know, time just goes on and you walk by your veg plants and they kind of, you know, your mother just sits there. And, man, this thing was sitting right next to my mother's and it just freaking flowered up, man. You know, and yeah, I enjoy the weed. It's like party weed. I'm not going to say yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's my daytime best. smoke if you're trying not to get your dick knocked in the dirt. Right, right. Is, is that those $99 ounce weeds? Is that what we're going <laughs> to Could be, man. Could be. Yeah. All right, man. So what we got, man? Dude, you want to wrap it up, my friend? Yeah, for sure, man. Just uh, thanks for hanging out, Ray. Uh, it's always good to get another grower's perspective on what they're doing, what they're using, and uh, telling us how it's working with the uh, the organics and keeping it easy. And inside on the uh, the line there from Nectar for the Gods, I do use one of their products all the time, which is I love their Olympus Up. Their pH Up is a great pH Up that I use indoors and out. So I uh, wouldn't mind looking into some of their other stuff. Give it a call. And to... that stuff is that stuff is actually really good at combating uh, pH drift in your soil as well. Yeah, it's nice and like I don't want to call it thick, but man, it's one of those bottles you got to you got to shake up. And uh, yeah, it works. It works really well. I like it a lot better than uh, adding any other of the uh, man. 
the pH ups that are going to be, I always say that are going to be harsher on your, your microbes in your mix, but we're trying to debunk that a little bit, Sam, man. If you want to add some some pH up, you're not going to do too much harm to it. Like if you have a jug of recharge that you wanted to pH, don't necessarily want to put, you know, um, something in there to, to mess with those. But you, you can put calcium carbonate or you can put whatever they're using for pH up, and it's uh, it's not going to affect the microbes, man. Those microbes will absolutely work at that pH, man. You know, out of habit, I just add my microbes after I've done any pHing. Um, just out of habit. Oh, and by the way, with the TLO, there's no pHing. As long as you're between five and eight on your water, you're good. Of course, there's no pHing. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, man, you know what? I wanted to do one last thing. Is me and me and Ray were bullshitting about some really good books that kind of talk about the the organic uh, principles, I guess, the organic movement, how to uh, be a microbe farmer. So I think I started with the one uh, the so, the well the classic is teeming with microbes. And so that's a really a good starter book if you really want to learn how organics work. And then I, I thought a real inspirational one was called The Soil Will Save Us, which kind of just talks about, you know, the importance of microbes and this new movement of microbe farming that's going on. Uh, what do you got, Ray? You had a cool one. Um, the Soul of Soil is a great book. All right. And it, let, it gives you an insight as to how the soil works and uh, all the different components of the soil and you know, clays and different organic materials and all the different stuff that's in there. Yeah, I like that one. And then what was it, One Straw something? What was it called? Uh, one Straw Revolution. There you go, One Straw Revolution. That's, that's about no, no-till and uh, things of that nature. Yeah, and all these are not going to be specific to cannabis gardening, but if you're interested in mastering organics, you're going to have to look past just just cannabis, and you're going to have to uh, really try to understand uh, the, the fundamental principles of what's going on in the soil. Yeah, Teeming with Microbes and The Soul of Soil, those are the kind of books I just kept hearing about in every circle I went to, whether it was non-cannabis gardening on YouTube or cannabis gardening, everybody was talking about these books. Mitch Shinasa um, from the Adam Dunn Show, he recommended them pretty highly too. And I was like, okay, I'm tired of hearing about these books. I got to get them. And I wonder if we could get, uh, uh, what Jeff Lowenfels is the uh, author of Teaming with Microbes, and he's around, man. You know, he's definitely around. He actually does like the, he's got the world's longest running gardening column in, I think it's the Anchorage Daily News. And I mean, literally for like 40 years, this guy's been writing gardening columns, man. So pretty and cool. And he has no problem talking about cannabis gardening either. He, oh, hell uh, yeah. Then I'm on it, man. The Emerald Cup. I saw a video with him at the Emerald Cup a couple years ago. All right, man. We got a couple guests we got to get on here. The Re- on here, the Rev we got to get on, and uh, the author of Teaming with Microbes, Jeff Lowenfeld. Let's do it. I like it. I like it. Dropping the knowledge so you guys can grow your own cannabis at home and grow it good, grow it nice and uh, nice and healthy, as I like to call it. Nice, or if you want to talk like Ross, man, nice and performance enhancing. So, <laughs> love it, man. Love it. All right, Ray. Well, good hanging out, brother. Yeah, good definitely. Good hang out man. with you guys too, man. We will be in touch, guys. We'll be right back. Just listening to the Dude Grow Show. Thanks, Ray, Scotty. I'll be, we'll be right back with uh, with I don't know what, man. Probably some news and this and that, and, and the next thing. More, more. Grow your own information. We got talking about weed, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Word. Mother.